You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to Bear and Balance. I'm Jeff Burkus, a writer for Windy City Gridiron, and I'm joined by the editor of that fine website, Lester A. Wiltfong Jr. Lester, the Bears played another fake football game, this time against the Colts. They were winning for most of the game, but they ended up losing that fake football game. But how are you doing today? Doing good. I mean, it was a, it was a fun game. I mean, preseason is what it is. I mean, going in, we have our expectations set. So I'm expecting bad football. I'm expecting, you know, to see you know, certain positions I'm kind of watching. I want to see how matchups go. And even though the Bears had most of their stars on the bench, there are still a few, um, you know, intriguing position battles to watch. So it's football. It's my favorite team. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting that a lot of the starters did not play. And then there's a few guys banged up. You're not going to push that. And then so you got to see you know, a lot of the, you know, guy number 25 through guy 90, right? And there's some guys that played extensively in this, in this football game yesterday that, and I've been to four practices <laughs> and there were guys that I was like, who is that? Yeah. And I had to, I had to look and, you know, for, for example, we'll probably talk about him at some point, but Robert Burns, like, did we ever see him at camp? Did we? Did he ever do? And he was like a featured back in this game. Yeah, backup fullback. I mean, he's uh, undrafted free agents. He's uh, was getting some tailback reps, which you know kind of shows his versatility. So, practice squad guy. But you know, it's always nice to have the fullback getting some love. Yeah, our our friend uh, Aaron, the WCG yeah. hype guy, I'm sure yep. is incredibly excited about a fullback being the featured back, even if it was practice football. Uh, so, Bobby Burns. I'm going with that. As, as I like nickname. Bobby Burns. Bobby oh, Burns. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try to track him as as the uh, preseason wraps up and see if he makes makes it back to the practice squad. I think that's probably yeah. his path. So, yep. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's kick off like we do every show with our categories. We're doing full categories today because we have. Have we actually kicked off the podcast yet? Has it been official, or do we kind of was kind of more of a cold open? I think today. I kicked off the podcast while you okay. were talking about your dog. Uh, oh, I got gotcha. <laughs> okay. the background. So, so yes, we are we are live okay. with the podcast. Here. I got gotcha. you. Um, so, uh, trench tribute. Where how trench we start tribute. off all of our shows? Uh, we're, we're doing we're, all our categories today, we're, and we're doing all our categories. We yes. we have been keeping the trench tribute even through the practices, but we're doing all categories because it was a football game um, yesterday that we we thought was worth. Uh, hitting hitting all of the categories. So yeah. trench tribute. Who stood out to you in the trenches yesterday? I, I was hoping it would be an offensive lineman, but among the reserves, I couldn't find anyone that stood out enough to me. So I'm going to go on defense, and I'm going to go with a defensive end Terrell Lewis. You know, he just keeps flashing. You know, obviously he was drafted. We talked about him before. He was drafted as a as a three four outside linebacker. Similar skill set to what the Bears asked. You know, obviously their edges to do. Um, it just didn't really catch on much in LA with the Rams. 
Here he is in Chicago. Got signed late last year against against the Colts. He had two tackles, one sack, one forced fumbles. His two-week preseason numbers, four tackles, three sacks, two forced fumbles, tackle for loss. This guy's making the roster, right? I mean, at, at this point, especially with a team that's struggling for guys that can rush the passer, Terrell Lewis is going to probably sneak in there on the roster. Yeah, 100%. I, I did have him written down in case you did not mention him because he needs to be mentioned. Uh, is a guy that from the early part of camp we've been looking at, he's been looking good in practices, you know, maybe miscast at his first stop. Looks like the bears are uh, maybe using him in a more appropriate manner. He can get off the edge. He's fast, fast off the edge. Nice uh, bend too. For, yep. I wasn't expecting that when I saw him play with the bears, it's good. So that, that, that's what you're looking for is rotational pieces at this point. Uh, you know, again, we signed Yannick Ngakwe, so you know you have a legitimate number one defensive end starter, uh, but you're looking for other guys to take snaps. And it looks to me like you're not going to be able to keep this guy off the field. Um, you know, he's going he's gonna to be part of that rotation. Be shocked at this point if he doesn't make the 53. So yeah. uh, absolutely, that's a, that's a great one to start with. Uh, I had, uh, you know, Jatir Carter written down um, for, on the offensive line. I thought... I saw some good reps from him, uh, but I also wanted to point out Dexter, our, our boy uh, Dexter. I thought had some good reps. He looks good. I know the other rookie um, made a few plays as well. Zach Pickens, uh, I had him in my notes as well. So nice I game. think those rookie defensive tackles need to need to be shouted out here as as they continue to their maturation and their development. And I think that uh, for sure, at least Dexter, um, but if not, both of those guys are going to be counted on in the defensive tackle rotation this year too. So expect some production uh, and some snaps from those guys when the season starts earlier rather than later. Yeah. You know, speaking of a uh, defensive tackle, you know, the whole D line as a whole, I mean, are they going to carry nine guys or going to carry 10 guys? The nice thing about what they have now is they have some positional versatility. Uh, last year we saw Justin Jones, defensive tackle three tech. We saw him playing some edge, you know, the bears kind of played him that way. Uh, they signed Rasheem green and Demarcus Walker, um, both guys have played defensive tackle throughout their career. Rasheem Green, he may be more of a bubble guy now. Um, you know, he didn't get a big money. Demarcus Walker is definitely going to be a core piece of this D-line going forward. And he can give you that defensive end stuff, but he can also kick inside on passing down. So they have some options here uh, on D-line, which is, I think we talked about last week, last year's D-line was atrocious. So the fact that they have an actual professional D-line group this year is is a good thing. I mean, the worst group in the league, I think by a country mile last year. I mean, we were we talked a lot about how Justin Jones was clearly the best player on that defensive line. And there wasn't really he no one close to as number two. And you kind of want Justin Jones to be maybe your number three, number four best yeah. defensive lineman, right? And so now you get to the point where you kind of have some competence. I'm not saying they're a good defensive line yet. No one, no one is going to say that. But they are at a level of competence, which allows your secondary which and your back seven, which we do think is going to be really good uh, or potential to be really good, I should yeah. say, makes allows them to be able to, to, to have their impact and to shine. So, yeah, it's important that that rotation is deep because none of those guys are going to take you know, Herculean rep load, right? They're, they're, they're going to need to be rotated in and out to, to be fresh. And so all of these guys are important pieces here that, you know, if they're the eighth best defensive lineman, they're important because they're going to play a role. Yeah. So we have to kind of keep an eye on all those guys. For sure. All right. So a new category today, Lester, I'm very excited <laughs> about this. We don't have a field report today because Justin Fields did not play in this game. And so we are going with the rookie, <laughs> the rookie DQ two quarterback, Bajent, and we're calling this Bajent Orange 
the puns just we were very excited about the rookie quarterback who um, had a a very nice and impressive performance Uh, and so we want to focus on that what did you see out of Bajan that you liked he just looks he looks the part yes it's against backups yes he's playing with backups you know but coach Iberflus talked about the reason why they moved him up the depth chart and had him play second because they wanted to see him with you know better talent around him and nine of ten passing and the game he of course led that nice uh 92 yard drive i believe it was for a touchdown that he capped off by, by with, with a two-yard run he looks the part so i, I think you know as, and the game was going on as as he was playing i i'm like okay i'm gonna shoot out a, a a hot take you know you may have to keep him on the on the 53 and of course he kept going and he kept looking decent and by the time you know his performance is over i'm like well that's not really much of a hot take because I think that may be the norm now because he did do enough, I believe, to, to to warrant a roster spot. And the Bears may not trust him as a UDFA rookie to come in as Fields as you know number two, but I think they like him enough to keep him on the roster. Well, and what might be important here is that the the league changed the rules a little bit in terms of being able to carry an extra active quarterback on your roster. Now you still have to be part of, counted as part of the 53 man roster, but you can dress a third quarterback. And so there may be a few more quarterbacks that are on active rosters. And so that's something to consider too, because if you're trying to, if you're trying to hide this guy on the practice squad, there may be another team out there that has been impressed by his action and said, actually, we're going to grab this guy and sit him as our third quarterback because, you know, we're a little uneasy or they really like that skill set and they think it fits right. I mean, is it, would it be that crazy for a guy like Kyle Shanahan? I know he has more, more than enough quarterbacks this year, um, but would it be crazy if he said, I, you know, this guy looks like I could probably use this guy pretty well. So Brock Purdy's health, you don't know. Sam Darnold's career has been up and down. Maybe they trade Trey Lance. And they they claim a guy like that because they they think he can get something out of it, and they've been burned so many times in the past with quarterback play. Uh, it's it's not a crazy thought that you, the Bears may have to protect this asset, this <laughs> this asset that they now have uh, in, in a way that they weren't anticipating maybe at the beginning of the year because he's showing, uh, I think, production in the preseason at a, a little higher rate than anybody else expected. We see this every offseason with preseason and training camp where there are certain, you know, unheralded guys that do well and fans, oh my God, we can't risk him to waivers. And usually we're both like, come on, 99% of those guys make it through waivers, not a problem. Something feels different about this guy, you know, just the way he, again, it's it's the quarterback position. You know, every team is looking for, for talent there. You know, there aren't 32 good quarterbacks in the league now playing. So when you go to number twos, and now, of course, you talk about the third quarterback rule, the number threes, there could be a team out there. And then, of course, I initially thought he'd be a practice squad candidate. I thought the Bears would keep P.J. Walker, cut Peterman, put, you know, Bajan on the practice squad. But then he goes nine for ten. You know, he 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 looks good. His footwork looks good. His arm looks live. He, he runs through his progressions well. You know, he, this guy is a is a experienced quarterback, and I'll talk about a little bit more here in, in a second. Well, why don't we just hop into the next category? We'll we'll get into we're going to keep calling it tweets because I don't understand the whole post X thing of yeah. what's what the heck's happening there. That seems silly to me. But let's open it up. Uh, let's let's do yours first since that's uh, what okay. you were referencing. But um, go ahead and and uh, hit your tweet. So after the game ended, I kind of looked back at, at Bajan's, you know, career in college at Shepard. Um, and he threw 1,000 
151 passes his last two years in college. That's a ton of, of, of passes. And, and our guy, Brendan Shagrew, um, writes for Bears Wire, said for comparison, Mitchell Trubisky had 572 during his entire collegiate career, which is something we heard a lot about at the time when the Bears drafted him. Like, well, he's not doesn't have a lot of experience. He only has the, the one year as a full-time starter. And this is also kind of the knock we hear about Trey Lance with the Niners. And that's kind of why I dug into Bajan's, you know, collegiate background is, you know, Trey Lance comes from a smaller, smaller school, you know, so to speak. Um, the COVID year, of course, killed his, his last season in college. He barely threw the ball at all. And even before that, he didn't have a lot of attempts. So people are surprised that Trey Lance is struggling. It baffles me because I always expected him to struggle. I, I, I thought he was more likely to be a bust than to be a, a good quarterback because you can't just bet on his tools. He hasn't thrown the ball. A guy like Bajent, you know, he talked about in his press conference after the game, he's been playing quarterback since he was six years old. He's always been this guy. And he threw a ton of balls in college. And that translates. You know, it's it's yeah, it's not NFL level. It's not the the highest level of football, but it's still a lot of reps going through progressions, going through the footwork. And he even talked about his footwork. He had to change his footwork to go to, to the NFL. What Luke Getzi asked him to do is much different than what he did at Shepard. And, you know, he, he believes he has put in the work. The coaches believe he's put in the work. And that's why I think that he's going to make the 53-man roster. Uh, I, I, I have to agree with you because, like you said, it's just there's there's a level of risk that may not have been there in the past with these new rules. And two, it's a quarterback position. Everything's elevated and you, you, sh- you have a guy that shows something. Uh, I think that you have to protect yourself and, and make sure that you're uh, seeing it through yourself and not letting somebody else, even if this guy is a career backup, that's that's a valuable commodity yes. in the NFL. That's important. Uh, you know, watching on the other side, you know, Gardner Minshew, you know, kind of a premier backup here. You know, there's a re- like Gardner Minshew is a good football player, right? Like, I mean, he's he's not gonna ever be a top ten quarterback, but he's a good football player. He's someone that you feel pretty comfortable with if you have to give him a spot start or a series of starts. If your if your starter goes down with an injury, that's a that's a nice thing to have. That's what you're hoping for. A guy like this that can develop, and you can get that for for cheap and be in the system and and you you know you're going to know how to use him if you have to hit that panic button so uh that's that's what we're talking about here it's it's pretty fascinating because we have not ever had that (laughs) luxury as far as i can remember we haven't had a number one quarterback uh you know as far back as i can remember that you know you were super excited about let alone a number two quarterback that you got at a discount that you're that you're pretty excited about bears generally overpay for a backup quarterback to come in like, you know, like a Chase Daniel or something to, to give that security. Daniel, Not, Nichols, Trevor Simeon, PJ Walker got a couple million dollars. Well, let's you know. talk about that. There it is. So our friend <laughs> Brad Biggs, uh, who you all know, says the Bears signed quarterback PJ Walker to a $4 million two-year contract with $2 million guaranteed. And after the game, coach Matt Eberflus said of the quarterback two job, I would say everything is open right now. So, he made that statement in terms of a whole roster. Like, I mean, he was trying to be that, like, we're still in competition, all that. But again, like the question was about the QB two job and he says it's an open competition. So PJ Walker, who has struggled in camp. Um, I think that was been very noticeable at the four camp practices that I've been to. I think we, we both shared that observation at the two that we were there together and uh, certainly has not shown out in the first two preseason games. And so I ask you, given the four quarterbacks on the roster, how do you see this shaking out? And is there a world where Ryan Poles just 
eats a $2 million dead cap hit and moves on from PJ Walker. It's possible. I mean, it's, it's 2 million. I mean, it's not like you're talking about a ton of dead cap space and the, you know, the bears are in a situation now with their cap. The cap is pretty healthy. If they do have to absorb this, that they can handle that right now. Um, I, I still see, see that we have, of course, one more preseason game, but right now I think they may keep PJ Walker and Bajan on the roster. I think they may cut Peterman just because the Peterman's throughout his NFL career there has not had a lot of people, you know, clamoring for him. Um, so I think it's possible that you keep Walker because of the money. Um, you hope he kind of develops a little more, you know, in, in, in the offense. Again, this is Walker's first year in the scheme. Nathan Peterman was here last year, so he at least has that edge above Walker. Um, but Walker was signed; he was a little bit, little bit more athletic than Trevor Simeon. Um, he's not an elite athlete, you know, of course, but a little, a little better athlete. Um, it's tough, you know. It's it's a money thing. The Bears don't need the money right now. But at, at the end of the day, man, if if Walker's not getting it done, and like I said, we've we've been to a few practices, you've been to four, you know, the, the beat guys are there every day. They have not been overly impressed with Walker's performance. If it's an open competition, is Walker your best option to be fields as number two? Yeah, I mean, I think that we felt like, yeah, okay, I, you know, I, I saw this guy play in a couple of games. Uh, you know, you know the name, he bounced around, it's a good story. You know, okay, sure. You bring him in to back up fields. You see if that works out. Uh, you know, you're bringing back Peterman, which no one's excited about. But you know, even Nathan Peterman has looked much more efficient in his in his reps, right? I mean, you know, Peterman does throw the ball to the other team from time to time, right? Even in practice. But you know, it, it is that's been his signature, his calling card uh, in his short career so far. But uh, and then you have this this uh, undrafted free agent, Bajan, who's uh, sure coming up and, and, and rising up and, and making things uncomfortable for, for Walker as well. It's just maybe playing out in a little different way than what we would have thought coming into the, to this season. And so I don't think it's crazy to think that they might just cut their losses and say, you know what, it's bad signing. It is what it is, but we're not going to move into this year, uh, with this. And uh, we like the other guys that we have backing him up may be a situation where you do keep Nathan Peterman because he does have that starting experience as well. And you think you've seen enough of his progression that maybe you feel comfortable, but it will be interesting to see who is first off the bench against the bills um, and who's to, who takes those quarterback reps in the final preseason game. You know, again, you, you want to make sure that Justin Fields is tuned up a little bit maybe and, yeah. and, and feels ready to go. Uh, but then after that, how are you going to split those quarterback reps between those three guys? Yeah, it's still interesting to see how they plan to work this third preseason game. I would like to see some of the starters play. I can see the benefits. I can see the what happens if they if they bench them. I'm okay with either way. As a fan, I want to see Fields. I think maybe he needs some of the work to get tuned up. There are no joint practices this week, uh, so the Bears won't have that to kind of you know to say. Well, he had plenty of work against the uh, NFL defense, you know, during the week. That's not happening. I think you play your starters a little bit especially since there is a week, uh, a buffer between the regular season. But then, like you said, who's number two in this coming up game? Man, if it's Bajant, man, fans are going to go nuts again. Because if he comes in number two, then then it's Walker Peterman fighting off for the uh, for the, for the QB3 gig. That's going to be fun. Quarterback controversy in Chicago. Who would have thought? Let's get to, I, this is going to be my Bajant orange hat. Uh, <laughs> all right. Hey, before we get to our stat of the week, I uh, want to mention that we had – 
uh, a listener reached out to me and he uh, gave me four his tickets for the upcoming Bears Bills preseason game. So we have four uh, tickets for this game to give away. So if you were interested, hit us up. Lester, tell the, yeah. the listener and the viewer how they can enter into this raffle. So Bill's, our guy, Bill Zimmerman, gave, up, gave away tickets a few weeks ago. Uh, so we're going to have the same rules. So it's really easy. So if you enter that contest, this is the same one. So for the Twitter guys, send a tweet to us at Second City Gridiron. Um, use the hashtag Bears Bills Tickets. And then you got three ways to enter. Include a screenshot that shows any or all of the following. Uh, that you are subscribed to us on our YouTube channel here on Second City Gridiron. Uh, that you're subscribed to our podcast channel which is at Windy City Gridiron. That's, you know, whether it's Apple, Spotify, wherever it is, you know, a screenshot of that. And then there's the third way to enter, and that's a bonus entry, which is a screenshot showing you donated at least 10 bucks to Bears Care, which is the Chicago Bears charity wing. Uh, so those three ways you can enter um, will get you up to three entries. And I know not everyone does Twitter because it's social media and sometimes you know, it's reasonable uh, approach to life. Yes. So for you guys that don't want to do that, you can send those three screenshots to us in an email. And our email address is secondcitygridiron at gmail.com. 2ndcitygridiron. 2ndcitygridiron at gmail.com. And uh, you'll have three chances to enter. So we'll draw the winner Tuesday afternoon. And we're going to give you 24 hours to claim the tickets. Uh, the last entry... Uh, we had a hard time finding our, our winner. He wasn't able to contact us right away. We had to redraw, and I, I feel for the guy. It sucks. We did send him a, a T-shirt, though, not from our guys at 500 level. But Tuesday afternoon, we'll pick a winner. Um, 24 hours to claim. So if you don't claim by Wednesday, 24 hours later, we're going to redraw. We want to make sure those tickets get to a fan that can take advantage of them for the uh, the game on Saturday against the Bills. Yep, absolutely. All right, so let's get back into the categories. Caught up in a numbers game. This is hard because the reps are so spread out and everything, but did you find anything that you wanted to talk about? My number this week is the number zero. And that is the number of misses from kicker Cairo Santos. Oh, three for three extra points in the preseason four for four field goals, including a 50 yarder uh, yesterday against the Colts. And the reason why I to bring this up because there were a lot of fans thought he was in danger of getting cut this offseason of course they they signed uh undrafted free agent andrew schmidt schmidt i'm not sure how to pronounce it if you would have made the team i would learn the correct pronunciation but everyone thought Santos was in danger because last year he had a, a two or three game stretch where he missed a couple extra points he talked about it he said i found my technique problem i addressed it and i should be fine going forward since he said that last year, he didn't miss any extra points. If you look at his overall numbers from last year, he actually, I think, had five or six missed extra points. But some of those came in the monsoon against the Niners, the horrible weather game. I think it was the Texans. And I think there might have been uh, some bad weather in the Giants. So early in his season, he had some misses weather-related. He had that small little problem during the season, but he fixed it. And Santos is one of the most accurate kickers in NFL history. If you just go by the pure field goal numbers and in Bears history as well. So I just wanted to point out that Santos is uh, looks to be in season form. Yeah. And one of us was dumb enough to uh, go through and chart all of those extra points <laughs> you from did. hash mark and, yeah. and flight path at one point last year to see if, uh, if, if I, if my theory played out, which it did, and then he corrected it. So 
um, good times, good times when you go down rabbit holes and start <laughs> tracking extra points, man, something I never thought that I would do. Um, okay. Mine is uh, 4.67, which is, is not like the most impressive number, but it is the yards per carry for the three running backs. Uh, okay. Um, and, and the three running backs are Robert Burns or Burns. Bobby Burns, as I like Bobby to call Burns. him. Uh, Roshan Johnson and uh, Deontay Foreman. I'm, I, I took out Travis Homer because he's not going to get a ton of carries. He's going to be in there in the passing game. He got five carries in this game, but he didn't do much with them. I'm not really worried about that. I think he, when he's in there, he's in there for the passing game. I think it's going to be very obvious that are, there are um, much more pro passing situations. So uh, 18 for 84 in a preseason game, right? And and I just just kind of impressed with how this Bears running attack continues to look. And so a lot of credit goes to that, to the offensive coordinator, Luke Getze, and just how this offensive line works with these talented running backs. And again, a guy like a backup fullback getting eight carries for 40 yards. I think that just kind of speaks volume to the overall system. And I think it's something that the Bears can hang their hat on, that this is something that they do well. And I'm really excited to see what Roshan Johnson can do with with a nice uh, number of carries this year. I mean, he looks like, you know, he, he's going to step right in and, and be productive. Um, you know, we know that Deontay Foreman can do uh, a lot of damage with some carries and then Juice Herbert, who didn't play, um, we know that he's got, you know, explosive play material uh, potential. So uh, I just wanted to just bring that up, that that was an impressive takeaway from the game was all down, up and down the roster. They can still move the ball on the ground. Yeah, I talked about the O-line at the top. I wasn't overly impressed with what they did, but, you know, they're they're sound in their fundamentals. You know, there's a small crease there at times. And the nice thing about this stable of running backs the Bears have now is, is they're hitting the hole quick. You know, they're getting their foot in the dirt. They're cutting up field as quickly as they see that hole. And they're getting what, what they can get out of what, what's blocked for them. And, you know, there is no dancing. You know, they're just kind of, you know, taking what's there. And I, I think it's a good group. We talk about Burns a little bit. I think he's destined for the practice squad as a backup fullback. Um the other guys you mentioned, you know, I'm excited to see them grow, you know, during this season. It's a it's it's a good stable of backs, you know, the three guys there. And then of course Travis Homer is just your fourth guy. I think he'll be in there every now and again. There's gonna be some injuries. Uh something's gonna happen with one of these guys. You know it'll happen. It's 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 always happens at the running back spot. So having a stable of guys you can trust, along with Justin Fields, I think it's it's gonna be a, another league leading running attack for the Bears. I like it. All right. Hey, we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, let somebody pay for our drinks tonight, and we will be on the other side of this doing everybody's favorite category, the three bears. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
All right, Lester, we're back. Let's talk three bears, hot bowl of porridge, cold bowl of porridge, and just right. So hot bowl of porridge, someone who exceeded expectations or just looks really, really good. Who do you have for this? I'm going to go with uh, wide receiver, Doris Fountain. Five catches, 86 yards. He had to touchdown. Um, he's also had a nice training camp. I, I can't see him. I'd be surprised we made the, the roster, but you know, I wouldn't be that surprised because he, he's a pretty good body. Um, he kind of gives the Bears a little different look. You know, like I said, we saw him in camp. And there was a, a video someone shared. I might have been at the camp you were at in, in Indianapolis where he had a nice catch, you know, in, in the end zone, similar to what he did here in, in against the Colts in the game last night. But, you know, Fountain, I mean, who expected him to kind of be one of the guys? And he's not alone. I mean, I say a forward has looked pretty good. Simba Webster, you know, as, as, a, as a backup uh, receiver, also looked pretty solid. Maybe they're putting a little bit of pressure on the guy I'm going to mention when we get to the cold bowl. Yeah, Fountain, you know, former UNI guy, uh, and then was right. apparently was on the Colts at some point. So Colts, uh, Chiefs. Yeah. yeah, so he's bounced around a little bit. But, yeah, I think he's he's actually he's absolutely had a very good camp. And he, maybe he's going to be a guy that's trying to keep on the practice squad and somebody goes down, or maybe he's fighting for that number six spot. But he has been making plays, and so that's, it's very interesting to see. Um, uh, for me, I, you know, we talked about the running game, um, and, and I had both Roshan, which is not necessarily in the spirit of the category of like exceeding expectations. I just thought he walked really good. I want to make sure I mentioned that. Um, I've, I've got to say Bobby Burns, right? Like, I mean, again, I didn't know who, who this guy was, uh, <laughs> at the beginning of the day. I don't know how I didn't see him at any of the practices or it didn't register to me. Um, but getting that many touches in, in one game, eight carries, three catches, right? Like, I mean, and looked pretty good doing it. Um, pretty impressive. And then I just wanted to mention uh, number 80, Joe Reed uh, had another nice kick return. Um, and I say another, he had one in the, in the practice with the Colts that he took to the house. And so, you know, this wouldn't have caught him by surprise because I'm sure they looked on film and was like, Hey, this guy's got a little juice. And so I don't know much about Joe Reed, the wide receiver, but if Joe Reed is somebody who can be a returner and the Bears find that they can't find that throughout their the rest of their depth chart, you know, again, that may be a route that they go or they try to hold on to this guy uh, in case an injury kind of uh, forces the, their hand. But, you know, being a, a, a core special teamer is a role in the NFL. And this guy, I think, showed a little juice on his uh, big return there and had, had a nice practice earlier this week. So I wanted to give a shout out to him. Yeah, I like Reed too. I didn't mention him when, and I mentioned those bottom of the depth chart receivers. He's another guy. You know, he looked pretty good in camp. And you know, again, the, we're not talking about superstars here, but the fact that they have some some decent depth options now, and uh, in, in the in the practice squad group, I think that again, it, it bodes well to what this uh, this team's trying to build here as, as a depth. Well, let's flip it around. Cold bowl of porridge. You kind of teased it there. Who who are you identifying for that? So, so you talked about how special team, you know, is is important out of those depth pieces. So Equinemius St. Brown, who who played a lot of special teams early in his career in Green Bay, you know, I, I thought he probably was a guy that was going to be a lock in Chicago. Of course, he started last year as the X receiver, um, but he didn't play much uh, against the Colts. He didn't play much uh, the prior week. He has no catches so far. He had a drop in the game. He kind of heard the footsteps coming and didn't make the catch where, you know, an NFL receiver, you expect him to make that play. Um, but I looked at his special team snaps counts and, he didn't play at all on special teams against the Colts. And again, usually your depth guys that you're counting on, they start getting those special team reps in preseason. And, and week one, he only had four special teams reps. So 
Maybe the Bears are giving a couple other guys a look here. Uh, maybe a guy like Fountain or a guy like Reed uh, or Simba Webster, you know, or, or, or maybe even Dante Pettis. They're trying to work in some special teams reps to kind of, you know, find a way to push Brown off the roster. We talked about the salary cap. He, he, he was re-signed, but it's not, you know, nothing where they can't cut him. So when he was St. Brown, who I, I had as a lock, now I'm starting to question that. Interesting. I, my very similar thinking is actually Dante Pettis for my cold bowl because this guy can catch a punt, which is an improvement off of maybe what they've had in other situations, but he doesn't do anything with it, no, right? Yeah. I mean, he just runs laterally. You know, he's not getting a field. And I, I suppose that it's not a negative if he just catches the ball, but that's pretty low bar. And if that's basically what he's being held on the roster for is to be a punt returner, um, I think that that's, that's not enough for me. Like that you have to be able to have a little bit of juice to be able to secure that roster spot. So I'm not particularly impressed with, with Dante Pettis, the punt returner. And if the bears are at the point where they definitely don't need to worry about him on the field as a pass catcher, uh, which, you know, their depth chart kind of shows that they wouldn't at this point. Uh, and not that he provided much of that, last year anyway i just don't really see the point of dante pettis on the roster yeah pettis was one of their starters last year he had a handful of starts uh, at receiver and like you talk about you know if that's all you're doing is you're fielding and a punt cleanly yes it's a very important part of the nfl you, you, your guy has to do that bayless jones has struggled with that uh tyler scott who didn't play in the game either he had some up and down uh moments there so pettis can't make a roster spot because he can catch a punt that's to me, like you said, it's a low bar. I, I hope that's not what they're doing here with Pettis. Um, practice squad, maybe bring him back for that if, if that's the case. But you still got to find a guy you trust back there uh, to field the punt. And like you said, have a little juice behind it because Pettis in college was outstanding. You know, he, he was, you know, a record setting return guy. That was his thing. That's kind of what put him on the radar of scouts back when he was drafted. Just hasn't translated for whatever reason. Uh, and you got to find a guy that can do it. Bayless Jones would be the guy if he could feel the punt cleanly because he's just so good with the ball in his hands after the catch. He's so fast. You know, he's obviously a bigger threat, but if you can't catch, you know, again, low bar, but that's the first part of the gig. Uh, just right. Your bullet, just right. Somebody that met your expectations that you're just excited to see out there doing his thing. He's just solid week in, week out. That's our guy, Trenton Gill, you know, a, a, a noted Swifty, which he talked about. You know, we saw some tweets about him at a, at a Taylor Swift concert or whatever it was. Or, you know, he, he's a teacher from us. It was a teacher. That's what it was. That's yeah. what it was. Four punts, a 45.5 yard average. You know, the guillotine is just, you know, he's he's out there doing his thing every week. And, and that leads us into. Uh, well, speaking of t-shirts. T-shirt. There it is. Speaking of t-shirts. Uh, the guillotine t-shirt is live on the 500 level, uh, website. We are very excited that it got approved by the NFLPA. We weren't sure because we put a little, a little, uh, phrase on there that we weren't sure was going to pass. It's something to the effect of chopping the heads off drives before they start. That might be a little violent. And then there's an actual like guillotine with his number across the blade and footballs chopped in half laying around, uh, you know, with carnage and it's, it's a wonderful t-shirt and bonus Trenton Gill himself found the t-shirt and uh, said, you know, Hey, who did this? Uh, and how do I get one? Very exciting to, to uh, be able to respond to, to our uh, punt King here and, and say, Hey, that was, that was me. And by the way, I, I coined that uh, nickname. Hope, 
Glad you like it. Uh, yeah, there we go. There We're it showing is. it on screen uh, for those of you that are seeing, uh, watching this can see this. If those of you are listening to it, to us, uh, yeah, 500 level. They have a bunch of different options in terms of what you want. You want a sweatshirt, you want a long sleeve shirt, you want short sleeve shirt, you know, a onesie for baby. You want a onesie for a baby. You want a, uh, you, you know, the, the ladies, they got a, a women's cut, they got tank tops, you know, like they, they got a bunch of different stuff. So just type in the name and that'll bring up all the different options, but just want like a, a solid t-shirt. Um, you know, I, I've, I've got the ones that are the, the tri blend. Um, those are, they've been really nice. I'm wearing one right now. The everybody wants to step one. So anyway, that was really cool uh, to see Trent Gill out there. Hopefully we can get him a t-shirt and he'll wear it. And that'll be exciting. That'll, that'll make all of this t-shirt designing effort yes. worth it. If, if we get these players to, uh, to like these things too, because that's what it's all about. We're trying to have some fun. We're trying to get some cool bears, stuff out into the world uh because you know we all need more t-shirts we all need more stuff so hopefully you guys are enjoying this as much as i am my just right uh you know when you watch preseason games it's always tough to tell exactly what's happening because you don't know the all of the opposing players uh in terms of where they're at like how many starters are the are the colts actually playing right and so sometimes a guy pops off versus the competition and you're like oh okay well this guy's maybe playing at a level that's a little higher than that right so this is tough to tell in the preseason but for me noah sewell when noah sewell is getting reps i expect him to look like he belongs at a higher level and he just was flying around the field making plays so to me that's what i wanted to see because i believe that noah sewell is going to have significant snap share uh, in this linebacking core this year when they go with the three linebackers i think that was a a really nice draft pick uh, by ryan poles and i think we're going to see noah sewell get a lot of reps and so it's nice to see him look good in practice and then take that on to the into the practice games uh like he did against the colts and continue that maturation yeah, I like Sewell. I think he's uh, he looks like I said he looks the part. That's what you want. I mean, the draft pick. He's coming in. He's been starting now. Um, you know, him and Jack Sanborn both started. You know, it's uh, those guys are in battle. It would appear for the strong side linebacker spot. Uh, T.J. Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds seem like they have you know, obviously the Mike and the Will locked down. But who starts it to Sam? I mean, that's a, that's a storyline. It's been a storyline all camp. It's still a storyline. Um, I think they they are going to give the benefit of the doubt to the veteran uh, Sanborn if it's even, but you know, who knows? I mean, Sanborn's healthy. He, I think five tackles in the game. Um, they both started. We'll see how they flip this, flip the, the lineups when it comes against the bills on uh, next week. But right now it's, it's a true camp battle between those two. Yep. It'll be, that's a good problem to have, right? You'd like to have yeah. players that two players that can start in a position. Uh, one of them is going to take the job or maybe they share the snaps. It's, it's not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. And, and they're all, they're both versatile. They can play all three of those spots there at linebacker, which is right. Good. Right. And that's the other thing is you'll see Sanborn maybe take some, take some reps, uh, you know, at, at Mike at the middle linebacker spot, you know, from time to time as well. So uh, good stuff there. And then just wanted to shout out um, Travis Bell thought that he had, had a few nice plays, uh, so want to make sure I give the seventh round rookie, uh, you know, so, some dap there as well. So let's let's close out here uh, before we head over to the Q&A for the YouTube portion of the show. Um, any final thoughts before we close the book on number two preseason game? No, nah, it's fun. I mean, everything went as we hoped. There were no major injuries. I believe uh, reserve tight end uh, Daniel Carlson might have got ding- dinged up a little bit, but, you know, they didn't say it was anything serious. So. And then the guys that are that have been injured, 
you know, Coach Flues talks about how they're really close to coming back. We, we didn't see Cody White here in the game, uh, but, you know, it's not serious. Chase Claypool injury, uh, not serious. These all may all be back uh, for the Bears uh, for at least this week of practice. And if they're playing against the Bills or not, though, they should be ready for week one against the Packers. Yeah, and again, we got like three actual calendar weeks before, uh, you know, we're we're hitting that first opening weekend Sunday. So there's plenty of time to get these guys healed up. You don't need to rush these guys back for a preseason game. But again, just want to reiterate, we got four tickets to give away to this last preseason game. We don't know if the starters are going to play or play extensively, but we've, you know, a lot of teams are are using that model to play in that third game. So you should see some some good uh, starting reps uh, against the Bills, which. Those of you that are complaining about not seeing against a good team, the Bills could win the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. Like they are a very good football team. They are stacked. And so we will see uh, a very good football team come to Soldier Field. So if you are able to go and you're interested, make sure that you're hitting us up uh, on Twitter or on our email at 2ND City Gridiron uh, and, and showing us that you're following us and we'll get you in that entry and we will draw for that Tuesday. And we'll let you know who won those tickets and we'll get those out right away. So um, the, the, the rules for this, since I, I ran through them really quick, but I'm going to put an article at windycitygridiron.com um, at some point today. That'll be up. So that'll show all our rules, exactly what you have to do. Again, it's free to enter. Why not give it a chance if you're able to go to that game and uh, try and win some tickets? Heck yeah, go out and have some fun. All right, guys. Well, we will uh, get out of here on the podcast. And until next time, bear down.